Well, good morning, Dr. Leo Hadfield, and welcome to day 18 of our reading plan as we read through the book of James. In this time, I want to invite you to read, meditate, and pray over these passages as we trust God for a faith that works. James 4.13 says, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will travel to such and such city and spend a year there and do business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring, what your life will be. For you are like a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you should say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. And so it is sin to know the good and yet not do it. We are in a season where every economist, business owner, politician, farmer, teacher, parent, student, church leader, sportsman, entertainer, and president is exerting their full mental capacity in order to answer a simple question. What is going to happen next? You see, the world and all of its brilliance and power has been humbled by a simple virus and is forced to say with James in verse 14, we do not know what tomorrow will bring. It's a scary and sobering season. But how can we use this challenging moment to adjust our ways of thinking and doing? James gives two options. Firstly, we can ignore and disobey God's will. Apart from the will of God, life is a mystery. But God has revealed that which we need for true life in His Word, through His Spirit, amongst His people, and most importantly, in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. On that cross, we find immovable truths in a shaky world that we are all lost without God in our own sin and brokenness, that God loves us with a costly, self-sacrificing love, that He has sent Jesus to bring us back into fellowship with Him, that we can find our purpose and identity in Christ alone, that even death itself cannot snatch us from God's hand, and that ultimately all things, no matter how grim it looks in the moment, will work toward God's final purposes. But when we ignore and disobey God's will, we stumble arrogantly into the darkness with no flashlight. We venture onto the rough seas without a compass. As James says in verse 14, our lives will be like a vapor. We'll be here one day pursuing our own truth and then gone the next. Life is too brief to worship ourselves in arrogance. But James lays out the second option in verse 15. Submit to. Enjoy and find life in the will of God. Jesus was the most alive, identity-filled, truth-speaking, purposeful, and whole person to ever walk the face of the earth. And he said in John 4 verse 34, My food is to do the will of him who sent me. You see, the secret to a satisfied life is to find maximum joy in God, living for His will and purposes. The term hedonist is used to describe someone who believes that life is all about living for pleasure. Would you be shocked that the Bible agrees? As John Piper wrote in 1986, we should all be hedonists, Christian hedonists, realizing that maximum pleasure and satisfaction is found in living for God because we have been made for God. Psalm 1611 says, You, O God, reveal the path of life to me. 
In your presence is abundant joy. At your right hand are eternal pleasures. Living for God's will brings us peace, purpose, identity, and joy, but it also brings God glory. As Piper writes, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. I can choose to arrogantly ignore and disobey the will of God, missing my purpose and calling and reaping frustration in the process. Or I can bring glory to God by finding true satisfaction in Him alone. This is God's will. This is true life. This is maturity in Christ. So as you reflect and pray today, here's a question. How can I grow in finding true satisfaction in God during a season where so many other things have been stripped away? So let's take this term in prayer, be honest and open, and let's trust God for a faith that works. I'll see you tomorrow.